Beautiful Not Broken, your weekly inspirational hit of solid advice and life stories coming to you to help you rebuild from rock bottom. Hello, hello, hello. How are we tonight? Well, it's tonight for me. It's actually really late. It's like nine o'clock at night. This is normally bedtime for me, but I thought, why not bring you guys an episode when I was feeling a bit inspired. Let me set the scene. We've come out of lockdown. Um, We're a few weeks out now by the time you guys will be listening to this. Well, hopefully we haven't gone back in, right? I don't think that's a thing now. Um, Yeah, as I said, it's nine o'clock at night. It's a Tuesday night. I'm kind of tired, but felt inspired. That rhymed. That's pretty cool. And my little poochie, Alfie, he's asleep on the bed. He's looking pretty cute. Um, And yeah, that is the scene for you. It's Tuesday, as I said. Uh, Pretty awesome day today. Actually went out and saw some clients in the flesh. So, you know, I'm recording this after the first week of Freedom Day or Freedom Week. Freedom? I don't know. It's the weirdest concept because I don't even know. Where do we go? And yeah, it's been a really interesting time getting back out there and navigating the world again. The places are packed. I'm sure everyone in Sydney can agree. And I don't know. I'm tired. Like I went out socially on Saturday and Sunday I'd had plans and I just cancelled. To be fair, I cancelled for another reason too. And That was because it was the anniversary of my father-in-law passing on Sunday and it was challenging. It was a lot harder than I thought it would be. I was very teary all day, kept breaking down. And what I think made it even worse is the fact that I can't even be amicable enough with my ex-partner to talk about, you know, it's a year this is hard for me. You know, I, I know that's hard for you, even harder than it is for me, of course, and have that real conversation. We spent 10 years together and we can't even have a real conversation about a real thing that we went through together. He wouldn't have even been there to see his dad pass if I hadn't jumped in my car that afternoon after, you know, having moved out of our family home. And it's a really, I the last week I've been reflecting a lot on it, obviously, because it was coming up. And there's so many different emotions there for me. And it's a real, that was the thing that sparked for me, this whole conversation with people around grief and around how I've dealt with it terribly, but also how I've dealt with it well. And I realized I needed to do a reflection on it. I wrote this beautiful blog post that I haven't put into the world yet because it's, it is really about I've had this feeling that the grief was never mine and that I didn't deserve to grieve this man, even though he was a part of my life for 10 years. I was with my ex for 10 years. He, I'd lost my dad a year before this man became like, you know, he was like my father figure. And I have every right to have that grief. And telling myself that and giving myself permission, even though I've been completely ghosted and alienated from a family that... I dropped everything for and, you know, literally put all the horrible things aside that had happened to me and went and picked up my ex and made sure he was there for his dad passing. I have so many people ask me why I got in the car and went and found him, why I bothered. 
um, when I shouldn't have, when we knew that he would never appreciate it, when I knew that it would go unnoticed, the effort and the, the pain and the hurt that I would have to go through, especially the fact that he then asked me to come inside and, and bear witness to that. And I realized it was never about him. It was always about me. I got to say goodbye to a man that meant a lot to me. And, you know, I'd been important in their family. I obviously was <laughs> very quickly unimportant and very quickly forgotten and very quick, quickly not painted in a good light because I got solicitors involved in our breakup, which anyone in my situation after 10 years with a man would do, <laughs> even just to make sure everything was, you know, signed, sealed and delivered properly. But unfortunately, it didn't go down well. <laughs> Um, and you know, the rest is history, but it's been a really painful week for me. And it just goes to show that we can heal, we can sit with things, we can work through things. But the truth is for our entire life, when we go through something traumatic, there are going to be times when it's really brought up for us and it's triggering and it's okay. <laughs> I'm here to tell you that if you're going through something similar or you know, you're facing a one year coming up or a birthday or a Christmas or whatever the event is, these holidays seem to be obviously the hardest. If you're facing that, it's absolutely okay that you feel. In fact, it's perfectly normal. In fact, you're supposed to. And if you didn't, it probably means you're avoiding something, which I would highly recommend not doing because we all know that my avoidance ended up not so well. <laughs> so yeah, I had this really painful week and no one can describe to you this pain. It's so, it's so crushing. It's heavy. It, it weighs you down. It sits on your mind and there's, what is the actual trick to working through it? You know, we all hear, hear this, make sure you heal, make sure you work with it, sit with your emotions. What does that look like? Because I know when I first started on this journey, I was sick of hearing these people talking about doing this stuff. I was like, how? How do I do that? So for me, I obviously did a lot of research into how to do that because I love uh, three simple steps <laughs> because it makes it easier for us to break down how we can actually implement this stuff in our life. But the unfortunate thing about life is that especially with something like this and especially with something traumatic, it's never that simple and it's very unique and you need to approach it in a unique way. And doing that might mean you journal. It might mean you ask a friend if you can vent. It might mean you ask for support from, from friends. Like you don't even need to necessarily talk. You just have them there as a support. It might mean you just cry. Just cry it out. It might mean you eat an entire cake, which I have also done, by the way. Um, you know, there are different ways that we actually work and heal. And there's obviously healthy ways and the not so healthy ways, like maybe eating a whole cake. It's okay, actually, but make it a one-off event. If you find yourself doing binging behavior, that's when you need to actually ask if is it healthy? If you find yourself obviously going straight for the bottle and drinking a lot of wine or a lot of spirits, a lot of beer, maybe stop yourself and think, mm, this is binging behavior too and numbing. There's a lot of things out there like food and alcohol that really do help us numb. And when we go down these numbing patterns, it is a pretty big red flag to ourselves that we are actually not 
healing and doing the work that we're actually just avoiding. So healing and doing the work is sitting in the pain. There's no better way to explain it. It's feeling it. It's letting it consume you and then going, what is next? What, what do I actually need? Is it the journaling? Is it just a cry? Is it the friends? Is it set yourself a time? For me, I was like, okay, I'm allowed to be upset all day about this and tomorrow I have to try and, you know, front up and, and realize if I'm still upset tomorrow, what is causing that? So if you are looking for the three simple steps, <laughs> then I would say first is acknowledge it. So actually acknowledge how you feel, be okay with it, give yourself permission to feel that way, don't judge yourself too heavily and just you know, sit, understand, acknowledge, be cool. Then step two, well, step two would be do the thing that you need to do. Is it now? (laughs) This is a complicated one. If the thing, if you, okay, divorce, okay, example, there were so many times I did dumb shit, right? (laughs) We all do it going through a breakup. So it'd be things like I would text or email when I shouldn't have. um, And these kind of behaviors that actually aren't helpful. So I think as much as you need to acknowledge how you're feeling and the second step is doing what you need to do, that's with limits because you need to do what's helpful, not harmful. So before you action a point like reaching out to someone, who is that someone? If it's someone that's not going to be helpful or they're just going to, you know, not provide you with, I guess, the support that you need or it's an ex, then really question whether you actually need to do that or do something new and different. The third tip that's really worked for me is curating my life so that it's inspiring and I feel like I'm surrounded, even if I'm not actually, but I feel like everything in my life is curated to the positive or to not even the positive, but the real. So don't, I talk about this often actually, and it's about you are what you digest. So if you're going through a really shit time and you keep surrounding yourself with people that remind you that you're going through a really shit time or that tell you that their shit time is worse than your shit time or all of the things or they just let you do the numbing behavior or they let you wallow maybe they're not the right people and if you're following shit on insta that makes you feel like shit stop like I think I say this almost every episode like you are what you digest and you have the opportunity to curate your life the way that you want to So even though I felt really shit last week leading up to it and I had all these feelings around, I just wish I could reach out and say, you know, thinking of you and the family and do all of these things that are in my grain because you all know me. I love to nurture people. I love to help people. I love to feel like I'm in service or that I'm being empowering. But in this case, I knew that there wasn't the opportunity because I have been shunned. And so it was about how do I spend the day looking after myself? How do I 
feel okay through this or not even worry about feeling okay because there's no need to feel okay it is a shit day it's a shit time to go through the one year anniversary of losing someone that you loved is hard and for me there's the two prong because it's not just I lost a second dad and I was there for it and I witnessed it which was traumatic in itself it's the fact that I also lost you know someone that someone that I was married to and I loved and I planned my life around so there's this two there's a lot of loss there and even though I've healed it doesn't mean that sometimes it's not painful and it's not triggering that doesn't mean that I'm dying to get back there it doesn't mean that I regret everything that's happened it doesn't mean that I regret getting in the car that day and going and picking him up it doesn't mean that I'm not angry about it (laughs) that I'm not angry that I got no thank you for doing this but I knew that I never would (laughs) you know the first thing he did when he got in the car that day was start backseat driving me so and in my head when he started doing that I was like yeah this is what I expect from you right now I don't expect you to be like warm and cozy and be like fuck we're about to go through something really fucking hectic together and you know we've just been through something really hectic together as a couple and as a separated couple and this is weird (laughs) like what I was thinking and even when I turned to him and I said what are you thinking are you ready for this and his reaction was like oh you know he didn't really have anything to say but that's okay that was his way of coping and his way of dealing and I always knew that what I did that day would be forgotten and I would be quickly you know masked by the fact that they were angry and upset that I protected myself because a woman shouldn't protect herself we should just bow down to the men in our lives and that was the underlying issue there is like I'm a strong woman and I wasn't going to let myself be financially fucked coming out of things I wasn't gonna bend over and take it for lack of a better expression and yeah so it's been a painful week it's been a week of deep reflection it's been a week of it's been a hard week and I'm still so proud though of how I've come out the other side of that week I was reflective I was polite I was respectful And I didn't reach out because I didn't need to. And if they had have wanted to reach out, of course I would have responded and, you know, been polite and said, I'm sorry that you're going through this. Um, You know, it doesn't get easier. Every year you think about it. And you think about where you were in that moment when they passed. And that's just a part of losing someone. It's a part of the grief cycle. Like grief is really in a way it's ongoing forever when we lose someone that we love that is the price of love and I think it's definitely worth paying because as much as grief is painful and it's this hole and it feels really hard to sit with the pain is really like nothing else there's also the memories in a time like you know like Sunday it's a time to really reflect on how much beauty we got out of that relationship more than just the loss And I think that's the important thing in all of the messaging is it's not actually about the loss, it's about the gain. We gained someone in our life for X amount of years. We gained the learnings 
that 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 the loss gave us we changed our lives because we saw how we could live or we saw the fact that one day we will die and it became really apparent and it was thrown in our face so it's a really important time to reflect and to for me I really sat myself down I was like look how far you've come in a year I think coming out of lockdown was interesting as well because I started reflecting on how I'd spent lockdown and whether, because a lot of people are like, oh, how shit was it? Like, time was weird. And I'm like, yeah, time was weird. Time did go weird. I couldn't tell you how long we were in it. I couldn't tell you what was going on. And yeah, it just, it was a time of deep reflection last week. Because I thought, well, actually, I achieved a lot in lockdown. And I'm not, I don't think, obviously, a global pandemic is a good thing. <laughs> Like, I'm not saying that at all, but I think having the opportunity to go completely inward, yes, it was way too long. <laughs> I only needed a month to do that right. But I actually think for me, it's been a real reset to just have a day a week where I'm completely on my own with time with my thoughts and actually reflecting because I don't get that enough. I spend all day in meetings, having my phone ring, emails, teams, you know, like, oh no, all of these slack, all of these different chats just coming at me. Like I literally have barely any time in the middle of the day now. My family chat, I don't even get to look at it anymore. And even though I freed up my time by getting people in the team, I'm still just constantly and I have communication coming at me all day to the point where I can't. I don't have time to reflect on me and what's what with the needle I need to move in my life and in my career, in my business. And I think it's really important to have that time where you almost lock yourself down and say, what is working and what is not working? Rather than just looking at the, oh my God, I'm stuck here. I'm not seeing my friends. I've got FOMO. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that, which is where I used to live. And I think a lot of us live in that space of constantly filling our lives and being busy so that we can avoid any pain, so that we can avoid loss, so that we can avoid these really shitty feelings that we don't want to sit with. But when we sit with them and we feel that like it is this uncomfortable, horrible buildup and it's like... Sometimes it feels like you, like I know for me, Sunday night, I felt like I just needed to run. I was like, I just need to get this energy out of me. And sometimes you go for a run. I remember the day after my ex, I remember the day after my ex-father-in-law passed away. I went for a huge run. (laughs) I went for a huge run. I did a great time because I had so much energy flowing through me. And I thought I couldn't possibly run. Like I'm exhausted. I didn't sleep last night, blah. But sometimes we need to move that energy. And that's where it comes down to the doing what your body is telling you to do um, and not avoiding or jumping into binging behavior or numbing behavior. So that is my little podcast tips this week and some deep reflection on how I cope with my grief and how, you know, I'm never going to lie and say that it's this beautiful feeling that like, you know, you'll get through, you just feel the five steps Life's not that simple. I'm never going to tell you it is. But the good thing is there's beautiful lessons in all of the hard stuff that we go through. 
And sometimes those lessons are really a hard pill, pill to swallow. And sometimes it means that we need to change a lot of shit up, which gets scary too. Like I'm going through a big stage of growth at the moment in my business and I'm terrified and I'm fearing it all out. And I'm, I feel like I'm on a path and I'm just navigating and trying to figure out. But it's also the most exciting time. I'll look back when all of this is calmed down a bit and be like, God, that was exciting. I learned so much. I grew so much and I, I stepped into bigger shoes and I moved into the next phase of me. So I think it's really important when you do have those painful feelings that you do the things that you need to do, you sit with it, you acknowledge it and you allow yourself to do what you need to do. Crying, eating cake, <laughs> whatever it is. So I hope that's been helpful. Um, as always, I'd love you to reach out with me and reach out to me with me. I don't know. I guess we could reach out together. It's beautiful. <laughs> I'd love you to connect with me anyway is what I actually meant there. Um, you know where you can find me. It's all in the show notes anyway. Leave me a review. Have you? Are you listening and you haven't left, left me a review? Like, what is that? Leave me a review. That's how I spread my word. That's how we get the message out there if you love what I do. Um, or recommend a friend listens. I'd love that too. Have a really great, well, for me, it's night. I'm going to bed. But for the rest of you, whenever you're listening, have a really great day. Have a really great week. And we will talk soon.